I see grief every day here on Queen Street. I see it in the hunch of a man who has lost his woman and his job in Cincinnati and come back down to Kentucky after the winter, his head permanently bent by the pelt of hard snow in the absence of a hat. In the dark under-eyes of the girl who dusts the ceilings at Huggins' dime store, the girl who, seven months gone, climbed into the woods of Mount Sterling to push out her stillborn baby girl, begotten of the frog-eyed, otherwise married lawyer old enough to be her own father, in the slow gait of a church-hatted woman whose only soft young son has been away to the war and come home to someone else's country with a stump where a leg should be. His military pension, only half that of the white officer's, and therefore inadequate to buy all the liquor he needs on an empty Saturday night. I see it, but the adults all around me say grief is a thing unknown to children. Still, my granddaddy built me this porch swing the week after my daddy died. Not because he thought I was grieving, but because he meant to keep me amused. Keep Audrey occupied, he told people. Keep her around the house with her dress down and her bloomers up. Since my daddy died, Grandpap has begun to see me as a dry leaf in free fall, a wasted petal about to be crunched under a man's foot. He wants me to forget all the boys of Montgomery County and take studies in typing, to let go of the idea of marrying a town sweetheart and become instead a woman of the city in a stobalt dress and nylons with my own bed board and bank book. I'm supposed to fly and dream about all that sitting here in this swing. He painted it white, whiter even than the side of this house whose thin coat is peeling to expose the aged black wood underneath. He painted the wood slats of this swing so white that when you stare at them for a time, they seem blue. Swing high and the porch ceiling creaks where he riveted the screws. The grown people who walk by warn me, Hey, gal, it ain't a playground swing, they say. For them, for their limitations, I stop pumping my legs and the creaking stops. But when they faded down the walk, I fly high again. Mother never sees me swinging. Mother never sees me. She works days at the county health clinic, and nights, without even changing her white nurse's shoes and stockings, she walks up to 7th Street and gives Miss Ray her bath and bed clothes. When a bad storm comes, or if Miss Ray's kin has come to visit, Mother is home in the evenings. Then she listens to her stories on the radio, her stocking feet massaging each other like a cricket's, her mouth and eyes open and aimed at nothing. All her people are down in Tennessee, three hours by the l n but she hasn't seen them since my daddy's funeral. She never sees me swinging. She never sees me. She tells my granddaddy that since I talk to her like grown-ass colored, I can press and curl my own damn hair. You keep treating her like she's a baby wolf, Grandpap says on winter nights when I'm kicking around the bed for the hot water bottle, and he thinks his voice is covered by the crackling in the coal stove. See if she don't bite you when she grows up. For my swing, I'm witness to crooked arm Fridays like this one, when husbands, uncles, sons, and boyfriends pour home from distilleries, tobacco farms, pool halls, or wherever they have gone to stuff their pockets so they can walk down Queen Street with arms bent around bags of groceries 
Toys, school clothes, or coal. Grandpap stopped delivering for Riley's grocery an age ago. Fridays, he's like an old dog without a bone. But number 211, the house directly across the street, still gets its tick full at six o'clock sharp when Sonny Boy walks through the door with a bushel of oranges for the family, or linen skirts for two girls, or paper dolls for Imogene, and a five keys record for Pookie. In the first months after Mother got her telegram from the Army, when the sun fell earlier each evening and the wind blew colder each night, when we could still wake up in moon glow and hear Grandpap crying over the bathroom sink, I'd sit in this swing and pretend that Sonny Boy was my daddy, returned alive from the war after all, and getting paid on a Friday like any other well-behaved Negro. Number 211 in my daydreams was a detour.